Thank you very much for listening to the Getting My Act Together podcast. It's Thursday, December 10, 2020. Today's sponsor is no one. It's me and you. You're the sponsor, right? You're investing in this program. I'm investing in this program. If you have a, you know who's the sponsor? Whatever brings you joy and fulfillment on a Thursday. Come on now, Thursday. Listen to Bill Withers' lovely day. Please, for yourself, listen to Bill Withers' anything. Grandma's hands. Bill Withers will get you through. Lovely day. Yeah, Bill Withers. Rest in peace. One of the, I don't think he died of COVID, but he died at the beginning of the pandemic. It's already December. I can't, where does the time go? Well, <laughs> it goes into a, pan, a muddled, venomous response to the pandemic. That's where it goes in the United States of America, and I suppose globally as well. I don't know how it is in other countries. I, I mean, I don't know exactly how it is in other countries. I don't know if... Sweden is at war with itself over the pandemic. I don't know if Luxembourg or Congo or any other country in the world is fighting itself as the United States does or has for the pandemic. Let's, you know how we're going to solve this united together. What is it? United we stand, divided we fall. We're going to uh, do the opposite of united. We're going to divide and we're going to fall. It's right there in the words. United we stand, divided we fall. One, what is that? One nation with liberty and justice. I. Is it, where is united we stand, divided we fall come from? I don't know that. But the words are right there, and we clearly are not heeding it. Maybe we're trying to submit the, our opponents in the United States. We're trying to submit the other into being united. I don't think that's going to work. I just, something tells me, as uh, Dr. Malcolm, Ian Malcolm once said, nature finds a way. <laughs> and we're not going to be submitted into unification. So fucking stop with it already. What the United States of America needs is to get our ass kicked on our soil. That's what we need. Like, and who can do that? China? I don't know. I don't know what the numbers are. But we need that we need that humility that a hockey player has. We don't have it cuz we never had our ass kicked on our own soil. We need the humility because that will make us like a little respectful of the shit that can happen and how we need to pull together and Should I run for office? <laughs> Should I? I mean, I'd have to raise like billions of dollars to compete with John Ossoff. <laughs> I absolutely, I don't know, absolutely, she just tunes me out. So I don't drive my wife absolutely crazy by always going into the voice of the attack ad on John Ossoff. But I really, it's, it's, there's like a tactile sensation I get from doing that. It's, it's, it's like something in my senses really enjoys the feeling of going, John Ossoff. I don't know what it is. But if, <clears throat> excuse me, you don't live in the greater Atlanta, Georgia, or Georgia area, or maybe the whole globe for all I know, 
the there is a Senate. I'm not gonna, who gives a shit what it is, but there are a couple politicians are battling for an important Senate position. Uh, that is a position in the Senate, and the attack ads that. I am exposed to on John Ossoff. Make the guy out to be the worst. He, you know what they make him out to be? Subhuman. Kind of like Nazi propaganda. Hitler, you know, I think was... Mi- so anyway, I, like, I'm exposed. A friend of mine told me that they run, these ads run on YouTube all the time. I'll see them occasionally on TV, but I don't see them that much anymore because I don't really have TV. But I still get mail that says, you know, John Ossoff is a G- John Ossoff is in, you know, he is North Korea and China's favorite son. Anyway, we need to get our ass kicked because we need, we need the, the we need that taste of blood in our mouth when you've been punched in the fucking face and you're like, let's reflect a little bit. Let's not just charge forward here. Let's. Let's try to learn something from what's happened. That's what I was saying. Like, hockey players, they're like, to me, my eye, some of the toughest dudes on the planet. But you never see them talking shit and running their mouths. Unless they're in the heat of battle. But you never see them after a game interviewed. Or you, you never see them. Because the United States, or at least much of the United States, doesn't give a shit about hockey. But when you do see them, they're incredibly humble. And maybe that comes from their largely Canadian and Sweden Swedish background. But I think they're also humble because they know the test comes in less than 24 hours. And they're going to be up there on the ice, up there, just on a little stage play doing <laughs> Midsummer Night's Dream. Come on, Puck. Whoa, put the puck in the net, Puck. I think the nodes in my brain just collided there on what the meaning of puck is. Hockey players, the point is, hockey players do not appear to me to be arrogant, uh, reckless. I mean, they may be reckless with their brains and their bodies, but they're trying to do what they love. And I think it's because, you know, the next night you put on your skates and you go out there, you might see another monster who is going to bring you a great amount of humility. So you don't pop a lot of shit and say, I can't wait to see that guy tomorrow night because then he's going to knock me into oblivion. I don't know. Or maybe it's just because they're, you know, Canadian or Swedish or whatever. Not exactly groups of people known for popping a lot of shit. See, I pop a lot, a lot of shit, like Mace. We need that. We don't have that. We need some We need some humility. And you know where we'll get it? John Ossoff. Also this week, and maybe it's because I've been out of, I've been out of social media, I, like anybody on social media, gives a flying fuck about Pearl Harbor Day? That just passed. Is that, are we done with that? Commemorating that? That was... 9-11 times 100 in this country for a very, very long time. Anyway, rest in peace and pour a little out for those who, those who gave. All gave some and some gave all, no fucking doubt. Pearl Harbor Day, December 7th, 1941. 
for much of my life was a big deal. And I don't think I... It was 80 years ago. Not forever ago, was it? Where, what was the point of this? I was going to talk about comedy. The point of this is that we need an opponent. We need to get our ass kicked. I don't want that to happen. I don't want to speak another language, quite honestly. I'm not saying speak English. <laughs> I'm saying I don't want to be dominated into speaking another language. I just think us sitting up here on our, on our little island and only uh, every once in a while venturing out to throttle somebody else who uh, is at a decided disadvantage. Unless, of course, it's like Vietnam, where we don't win, or Afghanistan, where, oh my gosh, did you know, I heard this the other day, this is not a political podcast, so I'm going to get through this. You're like, no, it's not a political podcast, but you just rant like an asshole in your basement, and that's kind of what politics are. You're right. And have I told you about John? I heard that we are, we're going to, whatever, withdraw, get out of Afghanistan. And I can't say once and for all, but I, I read something that said the president of the United States, the 45th president, Donald J. Trump, wants to pull us out, remove, going to take all the military out of Afghanistan, and then the Taliban's going to come back to power, and it was just like a 20-year <laughs> ice skating competition. What the fuck? Just 20 years of God knows what happened. Uh, all right. I, I know. I know. You're right. Gather yourself, dude. You're saying focus up. Just a 20-year... We went there. The Taliban's bad. And, oh, now the Bin Laden's there. Well, let's just have that be our story for the next 20 years. And then uh, we'll <laughs> fucking drive home. And the Taliban can get right back to work. Bruh, what are we doing? What are we doing? I don't know if, it, if it's been said on this podcast or not. But what I know about military endeavors across the globe is limited obviously but what i do know is you don't go play afghanistan on their court it's a really fucking tough place to play i know that that's all i know about really military endeavors what do you want to do you want to uh, have more military than everybody else i guess you want to have the biggest bombs and also, note to self, you don't want to play Afghanistan on the road. It's a very tough game. Even the United States of America? Absolutely. What about the Soviet Union? Yeah, they got fucked up there too. I mean, we helped them. We helped the Afghanistan people. The people. The Mujahideen. If I said that correctly. Afghanistan is undefeated at home. Afghanistan, like the United States or the former Soviet Union fighting at Afghanistan for the gamblers in the room, what that would look like is you'd see some some seemingly mismatched teams. Like it says Duke is playing at some school you've never heard of, like Wofford. Duke is playing at Wofford, but Duke is only minus three? How can that be? They're the best team in the country. Well... Wofford to pretty, like, Afghanistan. Wofford is Afghanistan. Just the line doesn't make sense. You say, oh, we're going to send our guys best. 
that's what's so amazing to me is like the Pat Tillman tragedy happened gen a generation ago, a gen twenty odd years ago, a generation ago, and then the U.S. kind of misused that story in a kind of sinister way that angered greatly angered his family. But that was a generation ago, and the Taliban's gonna just you're back, Taliban. Welcome, welcome back, Taliban. And guess what? I bet there was religion involved. All right. Anyway, the point is, we just need like the pandemic. Like, let's immediate. Let's turn on each other. That's who the opponent is. Let's turn on each other. No, let's let's unite. Okay. What well, and how are we gonna do it? You ask. It's a great fucking question. But I know we can start with water. For those of you who've listened to before, for the remaining listeners, how about that? I don't know. My gosh, the statistics last week. Thank you so much for sharing news about the podcast. I'm doing something that's working, it seems. So I appreciate you sharing the good word. I'm trying not to be entertaining. I'm trying to do what I, I mean, trying to be entertaining, but I'm trying to do whatever you've responded to candidly. I'm I'm trying not to think too much of it because then it becomes a thing and I'll be self-conscious and get into a ditch talking about the military 5 minutes into the po- into the podcast. So thank you for sharing and telling people about this podcast because it's really growing. It's, it's, it's awesome. And people have sent me very nice notes, and I appreciate that. But for the remaining listeners, or the early listeners, or the new listeners, what you'll know is I'm trying to make America great here. And I'm not, I'm not that's, I'm 100% honest. And you'll also know that if I say that, it also makes me wonder, why are you saying that? Why are you saying you're honest now? I want America to be, I want the United States of America to be great. Fuck Canada. <laughs> Fuck Canada. I want the United States of America to be great. I want us to be, I want us to not be hypocrites. I want, I want to be, dare I say, proud to be an American. Yeah, I know you are, but I'm, I'm proud to be an American? I don't, I don't know what that, what that means. Sorry. Chuck Yeager, who passed away last week, look up his fucking obituary. And I'm sitting here in a in a Dickies jacket and a wool hat in my basement. And Chuck Yeager, a man's man's man, was like, send me up there again. I can fly through the sound barrier. Hungover. Incredible. Chuck Yeager, I, I listened to a six-minute obituary on Chuck Yeager, who died at like 97. He died in like a fist fight or something. So apologies, Chuck Yeager, if I don't feel proud to be an American. But I, I, I don't I don't I don't know quite honestly what that feeling pride means. I in 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 group membership. Part of that is because my parents got divorced when I was a young when I was eight and that shattered my uh, or at least early, gave me a, a template for not trusting in a collective. So it's very much starts there, and that's on me. The concept of being uh, the pride in a membership. I don't, I don't know what that means exactly. I'm proud to be this. And you're probably sitting there, and especially if you wrap yourself in the flag saying, 
well, fucking, why don't you pick up a shovel and help out? Then maybe you'd feel proud. Fair enough. But I don't know what it is to be proud. I can't think of something that I'm proud. I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be... Take pr- what, what group membership do I take pride in? What, what member? You tell me, because I'm, I'm searching for it, obviously. You're like, yeah, dude, and you're not finding it. It is pretty fucking boring, and why don't you have an idea or two before you sit down and press record? Fair enough. But I don't know what it is to be... What, what are you proud? What group... Tell me this. This is what I want to know. What group membership do you take pride in? Now, I understand that there are some groups that require pride, that pride is like, if you're going to be part of us, you got to stick your hand up in the air. But I don't know what it means to be proud of something, to take pride in it. Because I don't, I don't take pride in the United States of America. That doesn't mean I don't love my country. I'm glad to be an American. Fucking absolutely. Do I know it's better than every other place in the world? No. But I'm glad to be an American as I sit here right now. And I've always been glad to be an American. You're like, well, yeah, because it allows you to fucking sit there on your thumb and just talk shit. Yeah, I know. For now, for now, you assholes seem to be really afraid of talking and speech and reporting. Oh my gosh, the media. The media is the bad guy now, right? The news, the facts are the enemy. Shoot reporters, threaten them, kick them down the street. You simpletons, go online and find find out something that confirms what you believe. That you have to, if, if you're going to wrap yourself in the fucking flag and submit the rest of us into unification, yeah, you can't, you you can't say that the media, you can't say that the facts, the news, is the bad guy. You have to, you have to go further than that, okay? You jerk off. <laughs> but what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make America great. Or I'm not trying. I, I want America to be great. And the listeners of the podcast know I have a very simple platform thus far. What what group, by the way, do you take pride in your membership? Are you proud to be a Christian? Are you proud to be a? I don't I don't know. What what do you what are you proud? I can't think of any group membership. Of course, you know what? I'm also in the majority, right? So it's hard to be proud of the fucking dominant. Hey, I'm proud to be a white. Man, if I were like La Raza, maybe I'd be fucking, you goddamn right, I'm proud to be from Sinaloa. What? What? Maradona's going to come down here and fucking do a bunch of bags before he goes. Just like he did in Napoli. So that's also something that puts a ceiling on my pride. I know there are a lot of white men who are proud to be white men. But if you are one of those people listening to this, send me an email, and I'm not fucking with you. I mean, I'll make fun of you when I read it. I won't. I, you, you've heard this. It's fair and balanced, and I don't even need to tell you that. Like, Fox needs to tell you they're fair and balanced, because we're like, what is this horse shit? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's, 
fair and balanced. I'm a real honest guy. I'm not a polygamist. But if you are a white male who is proud of being a white male, I say this sincerely. Send me an email. The email now is associated with all the podcast applications, Spotify, Apple, whatever you can see. There's my email address. Send me an email. I'm genuinely interested. And we'll have a dialogue. I read somebody else's email and was, I think, fair and balanced in taking it in. What does that mean? What is, I, I genuinely want to understand the experience of what it means to be proud of group membership, particularly of being a white male, because I don't, I don't understand that. I'm not saying don't do that. I, I'm saying I don't understand that, okay? So calm the fuck down. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not telling you to wear a mask, bro. Don't worry about it. Sicken others. Who gives a shit? But seriously, I would like to know what 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 it's like to be proud of that membership because I like I, you can't be proud of being the the dominant master race. No, the dominant social group. You should just be like, yeah, I I got lucky. That's all it was. I was just born into this. I was. That's all it was. I didn't do fucking anything. I didn't have to fight for a civil right. I didn't have to move to this country. I, yes, my ancestors moved to this country from Ireland, and they fucking grinded and all that. Am I proud to be an Irish American? Hmm. Getting closer, I suppose. Proud of what that means, I suppose. But we're also the cops, the Irish Americans, so there's that too. You know why? Because it was either that or priests. And one of us is going to fuck you over one way or the other. It's hard to be proud of the dominant class. But all right, so here's, here's what I was getting at. I thought you said, dude, you were going to talk about a comedy thing. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I still want to. I'm trying, I want America to be great through a shared agreement of my political platform thus far is water, okay? We all agree water can be refreshing. I'm going to take a sip of it right now. We all agree water. Yeah, we're all on board, dude. Smith 2024, 20, 28, 35, 36. What else? Well, the second... The second plank in my platform has been Hey Ya by Outcast. You know that. Can you not smile? Can you not experience joy even, even indirectly through someone else when you hear or see Outcast Hey Ya? And I realize also that Hey Ya even is going to be divisive over time because with each day that passes younger people are going to be like fuck hey uh fuck outcast fuck old people who like it and you know what that's totally warranted because you're young and you're a hater of old people shit and you should be so i don't i don't begrudge you that so maybe over time hey yeah uh, will be the soundtrack of it's just going to it's going to be hated right some Rapper the other day said he'd never heard an outcast lyric and people were up in arms. But that's how it fucking goes. Nobody talks about Pearl Harbor anymore. Except me. 
This is a podcast where you can sit down and listen to somebody who would not have ever gone to war. You know what? I would have gone. Here's why I would have gone. Because I would have been too much of a coward to run away, if that makes sense. If I were drafted, I would have been, at that time, uh, not strong enough to say, fuck this, I disagree with this, I'm going to go to Canada. (laughs) And isn't going to war better than going to fucking Canada? (laughs) I I would have gone to war. Not like, I'm going to war, and this is my country. I would have just been, I would have been part of the stream. I would have been, I would have not had the constitution, the strength within me to walk away and say, fuck this. Now, I would, now I would do that, but they're not interested in me now. And I have a GED. I don't even know if you need that anymore to be in the military, but... I wouldn't have. Go- I would. I would have gone. I would have gone to war. Okay, what's the point of this? The point is, we don't talk about Pearl Harbor Day anymore. You know what? I remember growing up, people making jokes about kamikazes, suicide, Japanese people, kamikaze, all that. Asian. By the way, you could just kamikaze would just substitute for any Asian group, and I know there's only like two hundred million of them. Not the people, the different groups of of Asian people. All right, I need to get back. Here's what I want to do. But now you hear older people losing their marbles when uh, young comics make jokes about September 11th. Yeah, the first time you might hear it, it's jarring, but shit happens. Life moves on. You forget about Pearl Harbor. You're sooner or later going to think, hey, Yaz, not a banger. And you know when you know it's a banger? When a middle-aged white dude like myself says banger in his basement. <laughs> if fucking hey, uh has not whatever, you would jump the shark. There's another perfect dated expression. If you if you hadn't thought that previously, now you're like, dude, he likes hey-ya too much. And he said banger for hey-ya? <laughs> Sorry, Andre. Sorry, big boy. We're going to get tired. You're going to get the young people. Are, Fuck outcast. That's what they're going to say, because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to, I guess, hate what came before you hate what the older generation embraced, because you're going to do it better. And you're going to you're going to see what you're going to see the folly and hypocrisy of the generations that came before you, I suppose. So the platform for now has water. Hey, ya. And the third one is no kid touching. That's it. That's all I have. I want to make America great again. And I think part of again, I think making America great today involves us taking a good left hook to the face. I'm not a violent man, just like I'm an honest man. <laughs> I We just need that humility. That's what we need. Call 674. I apologize to you thus far if it's as disjointed as it sounds to me. But if I walked upstairs right now and my wife said, what did you talk about? I might say I'm not exactly sure. But I feel like that a lot. 
not just about the podcast, about life. Like, what, what happened? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I have a sense of what happened, but I'm not sure. What I do know that has recently happened is I suggested on a previous podcast we would have a new segment called Ask a Trucker. And subsequent to that, I had a long phone conversation, long for a 2020 phone conversation with my trucker friend. And after I was asking him all these questions and gaining a bunch of knowledge about the trucker world, he said, oh, by the way, just so you know, Theo Vaughn, who is a much more successful comic than you are, who has a podcast that is much more successful than you are, than yours is, and who has many more listeners and probably is going to gain more listeners from you talking about Theo Vaughn's podcast on your podcast. Well, guess what, said my trucker friend. He recently had a trucker on and did like a two-hour Q&A with the person. And I was like, well, why didn't you fucking tell me that a long time ago? It would have saved us a bunch of time because, yeah, I'm kind of interested in what happens in the rest stop at, you know, 5.30 on a... What's going on at a Flying J at 5.30 p.m. on Saturday? Apparently, it's going off. As soon as the sun goes down, it's party time in the lot. And everyone's gone by... If He said also, if, if you're a trucker who's still at a truck stop when the sun comes up, you're a lazy piece of shit. But I think he also thought it was going to be like I was going to have him on the podcast and do a Q&A, which I'm not going to. So we'll see what happens with Ask a Trucker. I had no idea that Theo Vaughn had a trucker on his podcast. So I encourage you to go, if you're curious about knowing what it's like to be a trucker, and I'm sure be drawn out by an interesting, engaging host, Theo Vaughn, go listen to his podcast instead you'll find much more information because my friend, uh, well, because I don't, I don't want to, you know, it's been done. There it is. I, I, maybe I'll listen to it and I don't, I'm not going to listen to it cause then I'm going to be talking about another like podcast and somebody sooner or later is going to say, why don't you fucking guys go outside? And the answer is because we can't, because you assholes don't want to wear masks and everybody's business wants to stay open. That's why we can't go outside. Okay, and that's why my daughter does not have any friends because they don't want to give each other polio. So, ask a trucker. We're gonna, as Sarah Silverman said on her special over and over, we're gonna put a pin in that. But curiously and coincidentally, again, this podcast and its power to impact the world. Like the day after I talked to my friend, and he was, he said he was in a lot in Opalaka, Florida down at the, I, I don't know, my Florida geography, I know probably below Okeechobee and somewhere near Miami maybe, but he was he was near Opalaka and like the next day the news had, and it reached me, who's not on social media, the news had two truckers kidnapped, tortured, and murdered in Opalaka. And I don't know if it's Opelika, Opelika. Opelika is in Alabama, right? Near Auburn. Is this interesting for the Spanish listener? We have a Spanish listener or a misclick in, in Spain. Andalusia. Andalusia, as the Clash said in their song. I don't know how to say it. But there's a Spanish listener out there. Welcome in. Is this interesting for me 
trying to differentiate for you the difference between Opelika, Alabama and Opelika, Florida, both of which sound like words that were Native American words that existed before a fucking Spaniard came over here and fucked it all up for everybody. Well, actually, Chris was a Portuguese. <laughs> I think, right? Columbus was Portuguese? Yes, of course, they go ape shit on Columbus Day. What do you mean, ape shit? I mean, you fucking go ape shit. You go crazy on Columbus Day for the guy. Anyway, Spaniards in Spain. Opelika and Opelaka sound like native words that were, uh, you know, in vogue before y'all got this party started. Also, for the Spanish listener, thank you for tuning in. My allegiance in uh, La Liga football, and for everyone else, that's the that's the NFL of uh, Spanish soccer. My allegiance is in this order. My allegiance is to, first, whoever is playing Real Madrid. Whoever is playing Real Madrid, I am pulling for. Second, my allegiance is to Atletico Madrid. And you'll notice a correlation. I also support Atletico because they play Real quite a bit. And they're just fucking hellions. Diego Simeone is their manager. They have Diego Costa. I think they have Suarez now. <laughs> Who's next? Buffalo Bill? Well, they have Suarez, I guess. Uh, anyway, that's my allegiance. And uh, thank you for listening. But my friend, the trucker, I talked to from Opalaka, and then the next day I saw this, story, this terrible story about truckers kidnapped, tortured, and murdered. And, you know, I, I had a genuine moment of, oh, fuck, I hope it's not. And uh, like that, uh, you know, that terrible thing you do when you're, you know, someone's living a nice, blissful life, and you make a statement that causes them to think about things that they probably have dealt with and processed in a mature way and a thoughtful way, but you're on the outside and you're just like, huh, huh, what about this dumb shit? And they're like, yeah, thank you for reminding me of that horror. I'll now think about it for the next 16 weeks. Well, I sent him a note saying, sent him a note, I just a handwritten, hey, uh, I should have just said, are you okay? But what I said is, did you see those, what happened to those two truckers down there? Fingers crossed, one of them wasn't you? And he said, no, what happened? I was like, oh, well, let me break the good news to you. He's okay. It was not him, but he was, he's like, I was right there. He was right in the vicinity. And those two men are dead, and they've been dead for less than a week, and their families are grieving, and there's some suggestion in the news that they had previously had uh, some issues with some allegations that they had stolen cargo. So that was raised in the news. And my trucker friend sent back, if that is like the, the thing you can't do. And I'm like, well, who's enforcing that? <laughs> That's more than cops, I think, that are... Yeah, so it's real out there. I'm not... I don't know what happened. And I feel for those two dudes and their families. And, you know, if they stole a bunch of shit then, you know, you probably feel for whoever they stole shit from. So, I don't know what happened. My trucker friend is okay. Uh, 
And thankfully, he uh, hasn't been caught stealing shit yet. <laughs> he hasn't. I don't. I don't think he steals. He also said that if you are very interested in hearing the N word, then you should be. Uh, you should be a trucker because the CB radio. Apparently, that word is used uh, quite a bit. He has a CB radio well, in his truck, but he, it's either a jank CB or he has a jank access to the airwaves that he can only listen, <laughs> which seems great because I know a lot of people who are on social media just to observe. So apparently it is quite real on the, like I said last time, he, he said that the CB is like a comment section or 4chan or whatever eight quant uh, apparently it's pretty pretty rough on the uh, the ears ah but also this is what this this is what i learned about that i asked him so when these guys are talking shit to each other and saying this horrific stuff is there an expectation like meet that we're gonna meet up at the next truck stop or the next exit and we'll we'll settle it up in person and he said no it's like the internet because they're always driving and they they can't really stop until they have to so uh he says every once in a while like truckers will get into it at truck stops about like parking spaces or you cut me off that kind of stuff but it does not seem like the cb chatter uh, moves into the real world and they square up so they just don't see each other i guess um i guess that's what he said so we'll see about it. If you have a question for a trucker, let me know, and I will, I will fire it away at him. Um, but he also said that that, like the rest of the country probably, or maybe not, that uh, the old white racist trucker is moving on. They're aging out and being uh, forced out of the business. The trucking companies, though, sound like they're still fine with it because <laughs> he says – you know, he's had people offering him jobs like, thank God you speak English, which on its surface, you know, on a piece of paper could just mean I'm glad you and I have share a language and we can communicate easily. But you could in 2020 project a lot of other information into that statement as well. I don't know what they mean, but they don't. The truckers have beef on CB, but it doesn't really translate into uh, pull up or meet me I don't know, or IRL it doesn't happen in real life so maybe my ask a trucker segment is done it's dead and buried check out Theo Vaughn's podcast with a trucker apparently it was really good and you know much more interesting than this I as you know, I've been off of social media. I can't. I had a show, a comedy show, scheduled for sometime in December and canceled it <clears throat> because it was in a club. I was just didn't do it because I'm scared and John Ossoff and all that. But I've been off of social media and for almost three weeks now. But two days ago, I went onto Facebook where. 98% of my Facebook friends are comics or or comedy affiliates. And I 
because I wanted to acknowledge that Limerick Comedy, the show that I had hosted, that I host and will host again, hopefully, fingers crossed, what's realistic? Fourth of July? Middle of next summer, maybe? Is that realistic to host a comedy show at Limerick? God, that seems like a long way away, but all of a sudden we're 10 months into this thing. And it's like, it's upside down time. You know what there is, what the pandemic has done is it gives me, its I don't know about you, I have like, this is why I'm doing the podcast, so I can stay sane. Like, Well, it's fucking not working, dude. You can't keep a thought together for more than 15 seconds. Because the pandemic has taken away any long-term... Maybe the excellent people among us are like, no, dude, I have a one-year plan, a five-year plan, a ten-year plan, probably. But for me, it's just given me this... It's even more made my life a series of short-term intervals. And being in the house with a almost two-year-old and working with wife and passing baby back and forth and no childcare and all that probably helps contribute to that spin cycle mentality. But my vision at the moment is very near term. I don't know how we all feel about how yours is, or you're like, no, this is great. And, and the future is known. And, and in July, I'll be here. And in December of next year, I'll be here. And if you are, please share your goddamn tips because I, I don't mind my, my, it's just kind of limited. Mine's, I'm looking out a month or two at a time, not much more than that. But Limerick will come back. I'm a host of Limerick. I'm the host of Limerick. And I went on social media. I went on Facebook because this week, and actually it was Pearl Harbor Day, the 7th was the 10-year the anniversary of when Mike Albanese and Bob Place started that show at Limerick. And uh, I wanted to acknowledge that because my Facebook friends, some of whom are friends in real life, are uh, I thought they'd be interested because hundreds of comics have done Limerick. Hundreds of comics have done Limerick. And for some reason right now, saying Limerick and then being reminded of, I alluded to on a prior podcast, some of the really big names Uh, the really big names I sound like the president some of the very best Limerick was getting really good it was good you know Limerick comes and goes as good not good good not good atrocious bonanza it's 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 life right but right before the pandemic Limerick was getting great it was in a great moment and we were having some heavyweight comics come through and rip and I wasn't going to name them because I, I, don't, I want them to keep coming back. I don't want to, hey, drop in. I'm not going to be like the guy out in Times Square at that club saying, come on in and see Richard Pryor. And you're like, what? Who the fuck is this asshole on stage? Oh, it's one of my friends. But somehow saying Limerick and thinking of the people who had come through reminded me of the trucker tale that I was just telling you where he was enjoying his life. And he was enjoying his life, and uh, I hit him up with, hey, here's some horrible shit you probably didn't need to think about. That reminded me of a famous person that I know who we had once appeared in a, uh, f- some, some uh, social media post together, and we were both tagged. 
and and uh, this famous person has been famous for a long time, and so and has a lot of people interested in their movements, supposedly, I guess, and so when we were tagged in this social media, people from around the globe were in my DMs. They slid in. At least do people still slide in, or is that also my dating myself? They slide, which is such a great God. Young people are the fucking best. Just I'm gonna slide. What a great expression! I'm gonna slide into your DMs. But people around the world were sliding into my DMs, trying to get to this famous person. Just hey, can you pass on a word or tell so and so this, this, whatever? And I just, for the most part, I not for the most part, for all of them, I deleted them. But I said to the famous person, who's a friend of mine, friendly-ish, friend, we're friends, we're friends. I said to the famous person, so, um, out of the blue, that's got to trip you out when people hit you up from all over the globe and come up to you. And when we hang, we would hang out in public a few times, people all the time just walk up like, hey, I know you and start talking to you. But the famous person had done so well over their career to figure out how to do that and maybe not think about how creepy that is and how threatening that could be and maybe not have to go through a catalog of all the fucking horrible shit that celebrities have been subjected to and oddly occasionally stalked and oddly stalked and had all this other hor- horrific shit. And I'm like, hey, so people are blowing me up in my, uh, about hanging out with you in the DMs. Uh, that's got to make you feel strange, doesn't it? And the famous person was like, yeah, thanks for reminding me of that. You know, I've been, <laughs> I've been skilled at avoiding it and not thinking about it, but I'm glad you brought it up. So there I am. And asked, I, it's just, uh, just, I should just, I'm old enough to know the score. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to remind them of that. Anyway, Limerick turned 10, Limerick Comedy turned 10 years old this week, and I just wanted to acknowledge that. I just wanted to say on social media, Limerick, whatever, this this week marks 10 years of Limerick Comedy. So I went to Facebook to do that, and I had a bunch of notifications. I had a lot of notifications, like the red number was very big, and... Uh, I was like, well, I'm going to just look at the messages. And one of the messages on Tuesday said, hey, are you still on for the show tomorrow? Meaning yesterday, last night. And I sent back, what show are you talking about? And that person sent me a note, sent, responded saying, we talked about this a long time ago. I've been tagging you on Instagram. I was like, well, fuck. I have been off social media, and I did not know we had a confirmed date. And we didn't have a confirmed date, by the way. No big deal. But the the showrunner was gracious enough to offer me a spot. And I didn't know that we confirmed, and it was by fate. It was kismet that I looked on social media and uh, looked on Facebook. And uh, so I, in time. And so last night I did a Zoom show for, I'm sure, ones of people out there. But it was really fun, and I saw Brad Sativa, who I haven't seen since lockdown, or since quarantine, not lockdown, quarantine, whatever it is we're doing here. 
stepping on our own dicks. But I saw Brad Sativa, a Nashville comic who many Atlantans know. And if you don't know wherever you're listening, you should check him out and buy some of his really cool merch. He's got badass merch. I, I, I have too many wool hats. That's my thing is wearing wool hats. Um, but too, I have too many wool hats with logos on them. And I'm not a big logo guy, but I have a West Ham United one. I have a Georgia Tech, just a buzz, the, the yellow jacket on the front of it. I have two West Ham ones because my sister gave me one for two West Ham hats because my sister gave me one for Christmas prior. Anyway, but Brad's, but I'm thinking about getting one of that sativa sense wool hat in the in the state of Tennessee. It's pretty badass. Anyway, I saw Brad last night and it was just good to see faces. It was good to see familiar faces. There were some other comics on there that I didn't know, but were great. And uh, it was really fun. Had a good time. I had a real good time. Had fun and uh, got to go. I don't know if it's, you know, sometimes you do shows and you're like, when the, the host says you're last or you're closing us out, you're like, yeah, you're fucking goddamn right I am. Thank you. <laughs> but when you get that on a Zoom show, I'm not sure. Like, that's, is that, do you think highly of me or do you think? <laughs> anyway. Uh, I went last, and it was fun. I fucked around and fucked around and got a thing about bow ties. So there. I don't think... Here's what I think. I think if you wear a bow tie, you've said the N-word. And I think you've said it more than once. That's what I believe. I think if you wear a bow tie, you've probably said the N-word on a holiday. And I just started thinking about that last night. I'm like, why am I shitting on these bow tie guys? Well, because it's a goofy fucking look. But, on the other hand, it dawned on me, no, they just have pride in, they think, which I envy, they have pride in themselves and it takes us back full circle. They have pride in themselves, which is something I've never really had. And again, the listener's like, it's obvious because you're putting out this dreck to the world. But being proud, having secure self-esteem, feeling like you value yourself, I've never really had that, which is why comedy is so great, because you have to you have to go through the not valuing your part, not valuing to realize, you know, I'm going to say some shit that I believe in and fuck y'all, kind of. That's part of it. But you have to, comedy, I think, is like pornography in that you expose yourself to the ultimate not the ultimate, but pretty close to the ultimate shame, degradation, shame, whatever it is, you're exposed. You can't be more exposed than you are in a porn or standing up in front of a crowd of people trying to make them laugh, I think. And what I also think is that on the other side of it, you know, you may like, you can say, yes, of course, I chose a career in porn. Okay, I believe, bullshit. I, I mean, that's not judgmental, though. If it, if it is, then I'm not saying it right because it's not meant to be. But I don't. I think there are a lot of people who also like comedy solves something. I don't want to speak for others, but I think in each endeavor you go through, you go through the fire. You have you face the fe- you you you're essentially testing your belief that you're worthless or you don't have pride in yourself, and it's and it's warranted. That it makes sense that you're, that that you're trying to prove 
your case, if you think I'm talking about yourself, I'm insecure with my value, which means uh, I don't value myself or I hate myself, which I'm talking about in a literal way. I'm not talking about like, I want to kill myself. I'm talking about like a, you think you don't have value. So you don't take care of yourself and you treat yourself like shit. I think in both porn and comedy, you're, you're, maybe you're not trying to prove that case, but you're at least testing it by like, I've always thought this. Let me see if all these fucking people around here feel the same way as well, as well. And then when you get a laugh, you're like, oh, maybe they don't. And you bomb and you're like, yeah, I am worthless and I should go away forever. But I think there are similarities in the ex- ultimate exposure of stand-up and porn. I don't know how well-adjusted 45-year-old uh, comics, former comics, or porn stars. I've always marveled, too. Like, they can't all be stars, can they? I mean, there has to be just like I'm a porn performer. I like... You know, I, I had a few good years after high school. I, I never quite made it to the major leagues. Well, are you a porn star? You know what? Now that I think about it, if you fucking work in porn, you're a goddamn star. That's right. I said it. <laughs> That's If you do it, you're a star. I would normally think, well, there has to be a, a distribution, right? There has to be this person is above this person. But if you're doing that, you're a star. I don't know how well-adjusted 45-year-old former porn performers or former comics are but what I do know is they are tougher I I just know that I know you're stronger in that you've gained something by going by going through what's the worst possible thing that can happen I went through I bombed I had somebody or multiple people uh, ejaculate all over me Uh, I didn't really like that fuck you if you think I'm judging your if that's your thing go for it I'm talking about something else here trying to be on a higher plane bro open your third eye that's what i tell my daughter open your third eye girl when i pour water over her head in the bathtub i say close your eyes girl i'm rinsing her off look inside girl let the sound take you away and she trips her balls off you know what she also trips her balls off when she says ja and she's trying to ask me if the dog's wear clothes and I'm like it's so fucking this is gonna blow your mind girl (laughs) they do and they don't because they have that fur suit on all the time and they're fucking naked what (laughs) open your third eye bro you're coming through this this thing the worst thing whatever it is and you're, you're 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 just gonna be tougher and you're gonna have more self Whatever else anybody can say about you, you went through it. You did it. And and that's the proverbial, they can't take that away from you. I hope that makes sense. But I've never had that. I've never, I've never felt like, I mean, I don't hate myself, but I've never felt like I'm, I'm pretty tight. <laughs> I'm, I'm here, which is what people who wear bow ties think. And it sure, it's a goofy fucking look. Just like t- 
Sativas are and Birkenstocks. But I also admire the fucking people who are like, I don't give a fuck what you think, dude. I'm wearing Birkenstocks because they're fucking super comfortable. You know what? If I wore a pair of Birkenstocks, sure, I would kill myself. <laughs> but I respect that you do it. What do I care? I'm, I'm not exactly a fashion icon. Someone once asked me, who's your style icon? And I said, Carl Icon. <laughs> Google him. Tell me. And then, and then you'll laugh. Because <laughs> now you're like, who the fuck's Carl Icon? He's a corporate raider, of course. <laughs> From the 80s. <laughs> That's all the guys with the bow ties are. Racists or not. That, well, is that full circle? The tie is a symbol of white pride? I don't know, because the guy's proud of himself. But I was shitting on the bow tie, and do you know how, how I envy it? you know how much belief you have to have in yourself to wear a bow tie? You're just like, no, I'm fucking nice. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the time in the morning to put my collar up and wrap this fucking beautiful gift with a bow. And I'm going to present it to the world. Here I am, world. Here is, my gift to you is me. <laughs> What's up? Fuck yeah. It blew my mind. Because heretofore, I'm like, it's just some goofy thing. It still is, don't get me wrong. But it's also like, it's a great amount of pride. Which, again... It's amazing how they come full circle. Well, yeah, if you talk about nothing, eventually the fucking two pieces are going to connect. <laughs> but the bow tie is just somebody who, that's why I hate on it, probably. I mean, it's goofy. Don't, let's not be, everybody here agrees it's a goofy look. But let's be clear. We also kind of hate on somebody who thinks they're that tight. Why? Because I'm not, I wish I had that. Right? I wish I I wish I had a little more of it. I wish I thought I were not like let's not go overboard and wear a bow tie, but uh you know, someone who dresses nicely, they think well of themselves. And that's good. Obviously it's annoying if people think too much of themselves, but anyway, I came around to the to the bow tie as fuck yeah, that guy that guy's giving the world himself. I think that's all I have. That's all, all you need, and probably more than that. But I appreciate you listening. I hope you have a... It's fucking Thursday. And by the time I put this up, hopefully it's Thursday midday. Hopefully you have that Thursday energy. Tomorrow's Friday, and uh, then it's the weekend. Except for the guy in his car who's like, not everybody. I know, dude, I know. Look out for each other. Be different. Be different. Be nice. That's right. I said it. Why do I have to cl close with like a proclamation? Who does that? Mr. Fucking Rogers. Rest in peace. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you soon.